Are you tired of the cookie cutter approach to education that's stuck in the last century? Are you seeking a win-win situation where your family thrives, your kid's education is revolutionary, and you still get to chase your own dreams? Welcome to Unschooled Unleashed. Unlock your child's genius. I'm your host, Matthew Jarecki, an unapologetic rebel dad and promoter of what many consider to be educational anarchy. You know the world isn't going to be won by those that just toe the line. It's the innovators, the visionaries, and the resilient spirits that are going to thrive. Our mission here is to forge those world changers within our very homes with less stress, energy, and time. Unschooled, Unleashed starts now. Hello and welcome to episode zero of Unschooled Unleashed. This is just going to be an introduction to who I am. We're going to talk about why I unschool, why I started Unschooled Unleashed podcast, and who this podcast is for. So it's going to be a little bit different than future episodes where we'll be covering more of topics and going into detail with that. Today's just an introduction, so it's going to be a little bit shorter and it's not going to follow the same format. Anyways, moving on, uh, we'll cover, we'll, we'll jump into me, uh, my introduction. So yeah, my name's Matthew Jarecki, and I live in the Cleveland, Ohio metro. I'm about a mile off of Lake Erie, which if you're not familiar with Cleveland, sits right on a huge lake. It looks like the ocean when you're standing uh, on the lake. A lot of people actually don't know that Cleveland is on a massive body of water, which I find very surprising because this has been common knowledge to me since I was born <laughs> and it's on all maps. Um, but yeah, Cleveland, Ohio, um, I have bounced around all over Ohio and we moved a lot around a lot when I was a child, which allowed me to get a lot of different experiences. I remember when I was in a private school, it was third grade and I was writing a story and <laughs> it was actually kind of silly. My teacher would always put a prompt on the chalkboard and some of you might have remembered this, doing this, because I'm sure it was done elsewhere. I was walking through the park one day and, and then we'd have to finish it with a full page. Uh, this could be anything we wanted. So me and my best friend in third grade, and this was also in second grade that we did this, every story was about Godzilla and King Kong fighting. And I loved it. I loved writing. It was my favorite part of the day. I couldn't wait to get to school to write these stories because I knew we were going to have a prompt every day we had one. And one day I showed up in third grade. This was early on in third grade. And my teacher told me I couldn't write about King Kong and Godzilla anymore. I had to pick something else. She actually called a family meeting with my parents and my parents reluctantly agreed that I'm not going to be able to write about King Kong fighting Godzilla anymore. And I was crushed. That was the last time I enjoyed writing. It killed my motivation. I didn't look at it as a fun thing anymore. It was now a chore because I needed to quote unquote grow. I would argue that that killed my creativity in writing. Now I could always try and get back into it, but 
it stifled something that I was inherently not good at, but I had a passion for it at the time. You know, third grader, King Kong and Godzilla. And in the name of learning and keeping up with everyone else or whatever other excuse they gave, they killed my passion for writing. Another experience I had was I missed school for a week. This was in fourth grade. And this was also a private school at the time. I just got a stack of paperwork and was told to catch back up when they finally got me the paperwork. And I was not feeling well, so I didn't do anything until the first day I got back. And unfortunately, we were covering some pretty crazy math. I can't remember exactly what it was. I think it was fractions and how to deal with fractions. And it was a horrible week to miss. I then believed I was bad at math after that because I was so far behind. Not a good thing for me because it wasn't until my 20s that I realized I was actually good at math and I enjoyed it. (laughs) But it was an experience that made me question myself and not enjoy learning anymore. This still affects me to this day, to be honest with you. I've actually had multiple experiences like this, and this is why I believe school killed my creativity and passion for learning at a young age. I was ahead in other areas and knew a lot about the, the, the stuff they were teaching, but I was bored and disinterested. I was a C student, so it was not a positive experience. Now, I did all types of education, so this was not just, hey, I'm ripping a private school. No, I did private school, I did public school, I was homeschooled, and I was unschooled for one year. And I can tell you, the only time I actually felt like I was operating on all cylinders was when I was unschooled. And I don't think we technically were intentionally, I should say, intentionally unschooled. We just took a year off because I was homeschooled. But I was so far ahead when I finally went into public school I just fit right in and I passed all my proficiencies, thank God. But when I wasn't forced to learn, I used my natural creativity and what I believe are God-given gifts, like something, stuff that's unique to me. And when you cultivate that, I think it's, there's an unlimited potential to want to learn because you're interested in it, you're good at it. You have a passion for it. I never found that in the public school system. I never found that in the private school system. I never found it in the textbooks when I was homeschooled because we followed a curriculum. I'm not anti-curriculum, but I do think forcing a curriculum to a student and telling them they have to do this and how fast they have to do it kills their love for learning because that's what I experienced. Now, One of the things I did when I was unschooling was I made a lot of, uh, not music, uh, movies. Made a lot of movies, starring my brothers and sisters, and (laughs) this was really cool. And if I was going to be a film director one day, what does it matter if I learn a bunch of the stuff that they teach? What does it matter if I learn calculus? Like, honestly, it doesn't. I would have loved to see where that would have grown, but... I went back into school and that was my choice because I wanted a social network. 
that was the one disadvantage, which I now think that is, is not a disadvantage, but at the time I really thought it was a disadvantage. So I, I jumped back into high school and did the normal thing, graduated and all that stuff. Eventually I, I ended up going to college and I became a respiratory therapist. I went to Ohio state and cause I, cause I wanted a fantastic education and that was what I consider to be the best respiratory therapist school in the entire nation. So I didn't get into Ohio State the first time I applied. I didn't get into the respiratory program the first time I applied, but I kept pushing and I eventually got in. And by the end of it, I was, uh, I had been to eight different colleges in, and, and I had eight full years or no, sorry, seven full years of college credit. <laughs> and I, I just got my bachelor's. I ended up doing pre-med within that too, but I decided uh, after interviewing for medical school and getting denied uh, on early admittance that I did not want to do anything that was that that forced me to jump through hoops anymore. Meaning, if they're going to gatekeep, I don't want anything to do with you. So I decided to ditch medical school because I believe successful people will be successful in anything they do, and I decided to forge my own path. So I decided to take a leap and get into education at a hospital. And I ended up overseeing uh, an entire hospital systems education and just for the respiratory therapists. So this is like six, 700 respiratory therapists. And I got a lot of experience teaching and Truly what I wanted to do was educate, <laughs> which means people have to learn. And I found that I was doing just a lot of teaching without a lot of learning. And what I, what I saw with, with this experience was most people, they aren't aiming for excellence. They're aiming for good enough. They're aiming for, I can just do the job. Let me clock in and clock out. A lot of these people didn't even... I don't even think understand fully what they were expected to do. And I would try and teach them and tell them, here's what we do here. And they were just overwhelmed. It's like they didn't do their homework on what a respiratory therapist does and how involved it can be. I mean, you're dealing with dying patients potentially. And that's a lot of what we do. And they just, it's like they never did the research. And I found that people are just being instructed they just want to be told what to do. They don't want to think. And that got me really thinking. You know, people go to, you, you get old enough to go into school and they start expecting you to do certain things. And they tell you what to do the entire time and they never stop that. As soon as you graduate, they're saying, go to college. As soon as you go to college, you say, get a job. And you never really pause to reflect on what you want. And I think that's absolutely backwards. I believe that this should be done as early as possible as early as possible and that's part of why i unschool and i'll get into that later i'm sure now i decided to unschool my children and it didn't start out that way i have three children their current ages are nine seven and five and all of them are being unschooled and they've been unschooled since the start and the reason is because we originally were going to travel the country we're going to go out on the west coast for a bit and we had to homeschool 
in order to do this because we were going to be crossing state lines on a regular basis. So I studied up on everything and did a lot of research because I, I wanted to make sure my kids didn't hate learning like I did. I, I wanted them to love it. Now, we ended up not going on this uh, travel thing because COVID kind of put a stop to that amongst other things. But I learned a lot about this and we decided to continue homeschooling. So I'm looking into curriculum, looking into curriculum, and I decided that since I want my kids to love learning, I'm going to move at their pace. It's going to be more self-directed. And this is what got me into unschooling. So now I'm going to transition into why I unschool. So I believe schools don't prepare children for the future. I think it's an archaic system. I learned about the history of unschooling in the U.S. and I was very unimpressed. If you've ever read by anything by John Taylor Gatto, uh, for instance, the the book I always recommend to people re- recommend that people check out is called Dumbing Us Down, and that's what exposed me to some of the problems with the education system. And this was coming from uh, a teacher of the year in New York State and New York City. That's that's what John Taylor Gatto was, and celebrated, I guess, over in New York. He was, I guess, a big deal. And he quit, and he said, I don't want to do this anymore because I believe it's hurting the children in the way we do it. And everything that I was successful at was simply because I ignored the rules that you established as the education system. It's an, it's an industrial model to train children. (laughs) I I hate that I even have to say why this is a problem, but when the bell rings, you do this. We're going to tell you what to do at all times. You're going to be here when we tell you. You're going to do this when we tell you. Don't question anything because all information comes from us and is given to you and you're just to do what we say. When we first adopted the education system that we have, uh, not, of course, in its current form, but uh, originally, but, but it's very, very similar. I mean, a bell rings, you move to the next place, right? We did it to help make more people listen to instruction because it was in the industrial revolution. And if we have more compliant workers who will just do up, do show up when we say, and do what they're told when we say it, we will be able to industrialize. That's why one of the reasons they created school and it was funded by some of the big industrial revolution players we still follow that model a hundred years later. I mean, this is incredible. And we're talking about like, as we look off into the future, AI is here. Artificial intelligence is here. And if you think memorizing facts is going to get you anything in the future, you're wrong. If you, (laughs) I mean, this is, this is one of the reasons I think China is not doing well for their education because they focus so much on memorization of facts and knowledge when I can just Google anything, I, I, it's an extension of me. 
that's not going away. I remember when they used to say in school, I, I would ask, why do I have to do math by hand? Why can't I just pull out a calculator? And they looked at me and they said, do you think you're going to have a calculator carrying with, you're going to carry a calculator with you all the time? And I was like, well, I guess not. Well, I do. Everyone does. So in, in the future, it's going to be hard to predict, but we certainly know artificial intelligence is here. And what are the skill sets we need for artificial intelligence, at least to interact with them? Well, it's not going to be about what you know, like the facts you know, at least. It's going to be more about creativity and how you can use artificial intelligence. So you need to be able, if you're trying to educate and prepare your child for the future, you're going to need to cultivate creativity. You're going to need someone who is able to change quickly because that's the world we're going to be living in. We already are. Change, like like even the adoption of artificial intelligence, people are resistant to it, but it's here. And if you don't change and learn these new tools, you will be left behind. So I want my children to be able to change quickly. That means they need to teach their self because you can't sit back and wait for a college degree in artificial intelligence. I mean, people are already using it and falling behind and other people are falling behind because other people are using it. They're just able to do a lot more faster. So if you're able to teach yourself, you're able to learn any skill. And I think this really prepares our kids for the future. And that's specifically to AI. So as I look up in the future and I go, oh my gosh, AI is here and our kids or our schools aren't preparing our kids for this. The future of the workforce, I go, that's a problem. <laughs> what schools do is they actually do the opposite. Instead of them fostering creativity and making innovators, schools, schools stifle, stifle creativity by making everyone conform. They can't change quickly and teach themselves because well, they can't teach their self because all education is from the top down. <laughs> they can't uh, change quickly or teach their self because it's, they're not self-directed. The future is independent, independent contractors, entrepreneurs. That's what everyone keeps saying as we move to a gig economy, right? But you have to be self-directed in that. And the schools say, just do what I say. And they've done that for years. Some people are literally in medical school because they don't know what else to do. Because everyone goes, well, just get a law degree, get a medical degree, get this, get that. Then they get out and they go, yeah, I have to figure out what I'm going to do when I grow up. And they're 35. This is ridiculous. Schools don't prepare leaders. Leaders have a vision. Schools say don't think. We'll tell you what to do and tell you what to think. It's all it's all not good news for your kids. I want lifelong learners. So that's why I own school. I want them to forge their own unique path. I want to let them find their gifts and build on them. I don't want a curriculum holding them back. If they want to move fast, I want them to be able to move fast. Like, for example, my son right now, he's learning how to code. Even though I don't think coding will be a necessary skill in the future because AI already does this, it's still something he's interested in and he's building up his gifts, his talents, and he's moving very fast. He's working on his first certification at nine, which is incredible to me, by the way. But this is his own unique path and who knows what the future is. If he's going to be an, 
some kind of programmer. He's going to be an artificial intelligence you know, guru. This is great news. And who knows where he's going to go, but he's the author of his life, and I'm not going to get in his way. I will, however, I just want to make sure for all the people out there that get real nervous about this, I am going to encourage him to learn things that are valuable, which I see are valuable. That means I'm going to expose him to things and show the value behind it. Like, hey, you should probably know math because in order to do whatever you're going to do in the future, like whatever you want, this is how it's needed. And I continue to point that out. So the life skills and reading, writing, arithmetic, all that stuff is very important. And I try and make sure that my kids are learning that. And I'm sure at some point we'll talk about how that is, how I do that, because that's a big fear for a lot of people. Now, why I started on School Unleashed is the, is the next question. So my mission is, and I believe this deep in my soul, that we have to, we have the power to sculpt the future. The path we walk right now and the choices that we make in educating our kids are not just for us. They are the foundation stones of a world our children will inhabit. And the education revolution is in our hands and it starts within our homes. That's why it's coming out to you. That's why it's in a podcast form. Unschooled Unleashed is on a mission to empower bold parents with the knowledge, strategies, and inspiration to break free from a traditional edu- from the traditional educational constraints. Our goal is to nurture innovative, independent, and resilient leaders of tomorrow equipped to thrive in a rapidly evolving world. I doubt you see that on any school's mission statement. Now, Unschooled Unleashed isn't just about us, though or even about our kids. It's really, in in my view, about generations to come. It's about igniting a spark that will blaze the trail for others to follow. We know that the current state of education is unacceptable. I think everyone agrees on that. It's just how we disagree on what to do about it. And often the case, they want to just do more schooling when I think we need to back off a little bit and let them breathe. Instead, it's about... uh, Well, let me back up. Since we know the current state of education is unacceptable and its limiting beliefs about our children are false and the current educational institution strategies are not preparing our children for their own unique path nor the future workforce, we believe that every child has a deep desire to learn, is naturally creative and blessed with unique gifts to be cultivated. And we want a system that prioritizes this. Unfortunately, that's not the norm today, and the exceptions are just survivors of the system. This is my belief. That's why I created it. So by fostering a community of disruptors, we aim to to redefine learning as limitless, life and a life a life enriching adventure that cultivates individual genius and unleashes untapped potential. We also champion the belief that every child is born to lead, innovate, and make a difference, and together pave the path for an educational revolution. I believe this is the, I don't want to say the only way the United States leads the way in the future, because I don't think that's the case. But I certainly believe our freedom in this, to be able to do this, is going to be our strong point. And that (laughs) the more kids we have building their creativity, again, with AI in the future, they're going to need it. The more we're nurturing them, exposing them to great things, helping them learn on their own, find their passion, knowing their self, the the better we are as a nation, 
better we off are all as a family, the better off we are as a world. I truly believe that. So I want this to spread like wildfire. Because not a lot of people know about it. And everyone goes, oh, well, you know, I don't have the energy to homeschool like you do. I don't put much effort into this at all. It's not hard. At least it's not hard for me because I'm unschooling. And I'm letting the child really do all the heavy lifting because that's what they want to do. You just got to get out of the way. So who's this podcast for? Uh, It's for parents of school-aged children who are interested in homeschooling or at least questioning traditional schooling who are looking for the easiest and most impactful education for their children that will prepare them for the future workforce. So these are the independent thinkers who are listening, right? You you didn't click on this because you want to conform. You're doing something different here. You You want to build on the gifts of your children. You want your kids to learn, love learning. You might be questioning the education system, all these things. Those, those, that's my target market. That's, that's who this podcast is for. And I really want to help you guys grow and let you guys know that there's plenty of other options. I can't tell you how many times I've tried to explain to people what I do. And that's, that's really why I'm creating this podcast. So I can just say, listen to my podcast. You'll get a, everything. Uh, in the future, we're going to be covering more topics like uh we're going to be covering our topic in more detail like what is unschooling will be the first episode maybe my philosophy in unschooling and how i do it because i do it a little bit different uh how to prepare kids for the future of work <laughs> ai that kind of stuff so that's it that's uh episode zero and i look forward to talking to you guys and building relationships in the future So here's where we roll up our sleeves and bring out the big guns. If you support our mission, then please leave a review. On Unschooled Unleashed, we are talking about using a radical approach to education in today's world, and the more five-star reviews we have, the more people will feel comfortable with the ideas, strategies, and principles we discuss. It gives legitimacy to our message, and the podcast's algorithm prioritizes us so we can reach more people. You may even have your five-star review read on our podcast. Before I let you go, I have to pause and say this from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Your presence here is the fuel that ignites this movement. I am incredibly moved that you trust in us enough to click play. You, my friends, are the caped heroes in this story, the guardians of your family's learning journey, and a beacon of hope for your community. Be bold. Do what you think is best for you and your family. Thanks again for tuning in and taking this courageously outside of the box for this educational revolution. Welcome to the front line.